0: And welcome back to the Ponytail Children Podcast. Today, I'm joined with Heather Stevens, CEO and co-founder. This is our first podcast of the new year in 2024. So, happy new year to all of our listeners! And today, we're going to do a similar-ish episode to Episode 21, which was a recap of 2023. Today, we're going to be talking about 2024. What our hopes, aspirations are for the charity for the podcast and all round how are we going to develop here. So, good afternoon everyone. Hi. So, where do we want to begin?
1: Well, I think we should talk about what we hope 2024 will look like.
0: Okay, so for the charity, we've had lots of development over the last couple of years, but especially last year with a lot more focus on training and development. What is your plan for 2024?
1: Well, hopefully, continue with the the training and development. We hopefully be able to continue with our volunteer development officer. From our side, it has been very successful. We've got young people who have came in to volunteer, who are now out doing college courses, going for job interviews, things that were unthinkable when they first came. So. From our point of view, it's been a great success and I just hope that the funding application and re- review that I've put in shows that and we get that position again. If we don't, we'll have to reassess and work out how we continue doing what we do with less money. But we'll face that when that comes to it. So continue with the development of the young people. And I have to say, be- we have about to jump into a next level of professionalism with our uh, IT. And I think that this is really going to help us and open up different avenues as well.
0: So we spoke about the IT system in episode 20, I believe, on our roundup of December, where we talk about how we're going to use this IT system with tablets and also a portal, etc, etc. So, yeah, I believe that will bring an air of efficiency to the charity rather than wasting resources such as employee time on just menial admin work. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to focus their time more on development Mm -hmm. on the running of the charity effectively.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and we'll where we had hours of copying people's notes into the computer that'll be much more be able to, like you say, used for development um, so very excited about this a bit nervous because as we know it's out my comfort zone but very exciting. The portal won't be up and running until block two efficiently but it'll be sort of in place halfway through block one so for us to be able to play with it and get used to it but we're going to ha- have some of the tablets in use. So hopefully from next week, we will be more efficient already without having the, the portal. Some people have put their, their notes straight into the tablet, which will just be a wee stepping stone for these people that need smaller stepping stones before the portal comes. So very excited about that.
0: Yeah, it will help just, or sorry, I'm talking about the, little transition period of seeing how the tablets work using the tablets interacting with them even though they're not fully into the interface of the portal it'll just have a little bit of stepping stone as you say because it is a huge step that we're trying to achieve of going from near enough 100% paper for handler comments etc etc to none Effectively, six months time, we're going to be 100% on tablets and everything that we could ever need for handler comments, parent feedback will be utilized through this portal.
1: Yep, it's very exciting, but I am a little nervous. That's just out of my comfort zone. But I also feel that our board, our board of trustees is as as me, I um, have managed to ship out jobs. Anybody that works with me knows that it's quite a challenge for me to be able to hand over jobs to people. But we've we've had meetings and we've sorted out things and the boards we've we've started the new year with a, a bang and I do feel that our board is is stronger. We're again we've we've raised the game on the Board of Trustees, um, so I do think that that will help the level of professionalism that we have. And one of the two of the big things that we're hoping to achieve is more to do with the education side, so that our clients and our young volunteers that aren't in school can come out with more qualifications. It won't be English and Maths, as as we've discussed previously, but it will be qualifications about them seeing the improvements that they've made to themselves the achievements that they've made and that'll go quite far when you're doing a job interview about how you can discuss how you are and what you can do rather than it being yeah I've got an A in maths I can do all this it's it's a bit deeper of the sort of well-being side so that'll be exciting
0: yeah definitely and as you've said our our trustees have got experience in education or some of them do anyway so they'll be able to really come into their own and hopefully be able to provide a, that additional perspective that we don't currently have yep. or didn't have in
1: 2023. And then also we are we're definitely looking to look a bit f- closer for corporate funding Um, use the big organisations that are around us and try and get them to support us, get the word out to that level of people. We very, I think we're very good at getting the word out to sort of lower level people who, because we work with Vanell, Voluntary Action North Lanarkshire. So we work with a lot of charities similar to ourselves that we can tie in with to make a difference to the young people. That area is all covered. It's the next level that we're looking for, the level of corporate funding. If we could get a team of people coming on the kilt walk, that would be awesome, rather than it just being the two people that I've discussed in previous ones. So yes, that that would be our aims for, for this year. Another one which I don't know how to start, but I would like to see if we can get a, a patron on board, someone who sees the, the 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 strength of what we do or the depth of what we do, believes in equine therapy, and someone who's influential to be able to. Be the forefront face of PHC. So that's something that I would really like to get this year, 2024, to get an influential person behind us.
0: Excellent. So if you're at home and you feel like you're a highly influential person and a celebrity and people know who you are, then yeah, get in contact. So another development that we've already started with, hit the ground running with 2024, is the podcast. The podcast started in 2023 obviously back in March and we've had Derek Gray from Audio Bubbles using his equipment. He's been sat with us every step of the way through the editing process because neither of mum and I have anywhere near those kind of skills. So Derek's been fantastic up till now and he's supported us in our next big jump which is we have got our own podcast equipment, meaning Derek doesn't need to travel because he does live a good half hour away. So it's cutting down that travel that Derek says, look, we can do it by ourselves really now. And here we are recording our very first episode with our own equipment, just mum and I. And Derek will edit this afterwards, make it sound better than it currently does and um, then you guys will hopefully hear it so there may be a few teething issues in the first couple episodes but overall this will be the way forward it allows us that little bit extra flexibility as well that mum and i can record these kind of conversational episodes whenever mum and i are both available rather than needing to pull in extra resources
1: yeah, because if you're bringing in a guest and you've got us two, a guest and Derek, that's four people's diaries that we need to tie it in with and it's very difficult. But if we can just tie in with your our, us two, plus a guest. It'll be so much easier. So yeah, exciting times for the podcast. I think a huge well done to yourself, Callum, for the success of the podcast. It's certainly gathering momentum as we go. We've had a bit of a break at Christmas there and it's like, when's your next podcast coming? When's your next podcast coming? And that's really exciting to hear people looking for our podcasts so well done Callum that was your brainchild and what's your brainchild for this year?
0: Well I don't currently have one at the moment no I'm quite happy where the charity's at. I would like not immediately but I would like us to start exploring the social media of Instagram that I feel like that's we talk a lot about we want to engage with young people we want to engage with our new volunteers and provide these opportunities and Instagram's where the younger generation are, more predominantly than Facebook, whereas Facebook's our current avenue, so being able to expand that a little bit more, I feel would be of benefit, but apart from that, I'm quite
1: happy. Yeah, we try, we, we're we on Facebook and we're also on Twitter, and apparently you can link your post from Facebook to Twitter. And we have had such trouble trying to do it. Well, it's not called Twitter now, but you know what I mean? I had such trouble trying to do that. And all the education places use Twitter and we really need to get that sorted, flowing easily um, and and get, get into Instagram. Hopefully that one post does all would be ideal rather than me needing to type up three different posts. But yeah, you can you can take charge of that, Callum, and come back and tell your listeners how you're doing.
0: Oh, I'm not too sure about that. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think 2024, 20, we're really starting to build momentum. 2023 was a great year coming back from COVID, really. That was the first year of not just staying, trying to rebuild. It was a year of moving forward And I feel like we've already got that momentum pushing us into 2024 that it should be a really good year. I don't know if we were going to cover it in the next episode, but I think it can also fit just now that we've got a new horse. Yeah, That's going to be quite a project for 2024 as a holistic, it's not a one time job.
1: So yes, just before Christmas, um, we got a phone call from someone who is a huge supporter of ponies help children. She knows all of us. She's a relative of I am um, someone who's a volunteer with us. So we you know, there's a lot of background. She actually gave us Dixie the first year of Covid. Dixie um, was an unexpected fall to this family and we got Dixie when she was three years old. So the lady knows of us and knows the wonderful work we do. And she contacted and says, look, I went and got another horse. I got him in the summer and I can't look after him because my health has deteriorated again. Could you take him? And I'm like, it's nearly Christmas. We're stressed. But we, we were full. I had... I had agreed that with everybody we were full. We had no more space for horses until spring, um, the way that we had done the stables. But as always, when there's a horse that needs to come, there is space given. So after Christmas we got a little little blue. He's not so little. He's thirteen hands. He's three years old. He's still got some growing to do. I think he'll grow outwards as well. As well as a slightly up, he he's on Facebook now. For anybody that's not on Facebook, he is grey and white piebald. I don't think there's a different name for him apart from grey and white. He is stunning. He's got two blue eyes, and he's got he's just a gentlest pony around he's so friendly he's now out of isolation he's and he was in isolation for two weeks so he's out of that and everybody's allowed to touch him and cuddle him and he's like oh thank goodness and even Wayne who isn't the most horsey person says oh he's so quiet he's so friendly blah blah and I'm saying to Wayne he could be your horse you could work with him but I just got a look So, yes, Blue has arrived. Blue is only three. He's got a lot of growing up to do. I would imagine that once he has turned out with the others in the spring, once the ground's better, he will all of a sudden grow up. I think our gang will teach him right from wrong. They're very good at that. Foxy will give out instructions and Blue will become the perfect pony that we have we hope for and I would expect him to be here for many many years so thank you again to the lovely lady who gave us blue and we will look after him amazingly
0: yeah yeah, I think he'll be a really good addition to the herd he's got quite a few similar traits to a few of them but he's still individual so he's got a slight cheekiness to him like a bumble or dixie but he's also so placid like Bertie or Misty.
1: Yeah, I think him and Basil will mm-hmm. have a good play.
0: Yeah, I think the boys will kind of end up working together because they're all kind of complement one another. Mm-hmm. You can see that with Bumble and Basil, that they, they're they horrors together. They, they really are, that the two of them just wind each other up to the point that everyone else is like, oh dear, not again. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's wonderful to see them being horses and being the cheeky people that they're supposed to be. Because when they work with the clients, they their focus is on the client. Um, Basil's still a little bit about oh look at me, I'm entirely stunning, but he is settling. He's a he. Basil's amazing uh, in his way. Um, so. It's wonderful to see the ponies being ponies with each other and getting the best out of each other in the field as well as us getting the best out of them in the therapy sessions.
0: Yeah, because that relationship that they build up with one another helps with the relaxation afterwards and they're able to really go out and just be horses and just experience, just be able to let go and be a horse and really compartmentalise their stress of the session into something a little bit more tame.
1: Well that's like when we finished our block um, mid-December. The horses had five weeks downtime before we start our next block. So by the time this podcast out we will be in block one of 2024 where we're expecting 60-odd children to come through the door at Blair Mains. And it is so important that we get the horses all balanced mentally. And Katrina, which we've had on podcasts quite early on, I don't know, was it maybe eight or something? I don't know.
0: Uh, earlier than eight, I think.
1: Well, Katrina's been on, I tell, and she's the person who helps us with the the, the health of the horses mentally and physically. So it was very important that we got them all sort of in line, balanced mentally and physically. And they had five weeks to build on that. And the horses are looking good. Um, We've had them in for a few training sessions with our new volunteers, um, which we'll cover in a second. But the horses, I think, were ready. They miss the, the sessions as much as they're tired at the end of the block. They do miss the sessions during the Christmas period.
0: Yeah, so you touched on it ever so slightly there just now. A week ago from when we were recording this, uh, we held a volunteer recruitment day and that was a massive success. We had a couple of little different areas set up kind of idea that we had Blue in. That was Blue's first day out of isolation. So Blue was in Fred because that's where he was isolated. Um, So people got to touch him and feel him and he absolutely loved it. It was quite a lot for him. He enjoyed the rest afterwards, but he absolutely loved the idea of everyone wanting to touch him after a a period of time that no one was allowed to touch him really apart from mum. So that was going on. Mum provided a little speech about this is what the charity is for those that don't know. This is what you can offer as a volunteer. These are the times and sessions. And this is a little bit about our ponies and touched on a couple of them. Kind of in a style that we do in the podcast of just ad lib. Let's talk about Foxy. Let's talk about so-and-so. And and then we had staff and volunteers who are current just kind of floating around in red jackets so that these new volunteers could just come and chat to us, ask loads of questions. And... I feel like we've got a lot of volunteers hopefully going to join.
1: Well, we got eight new people who signed up uh, and two people who had put in application forms recently and we said, please come to our day and we'll have a chat with you then. So we've got 10 new people on the, the books, if you like. We had several in on Wednesday there for a session and we're, we're, about to go and do another training session this morning. So
0: if you hear a bit of noise clattering around outside, that's just the horses coming in ready for this session.
1: So it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to get new people on board. It was a bit nerve wracking, wondering if people would come because it was freezing cold, as we know. The last time we did it, we did it in July where the sun was split in the sky. Well, maybe that one day, but it's brilliant. And it just shows... That people do want to come and get involved with PHC and they want to make that difference um, for themselves as well as for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was quite inspiring listening to these new volunteers and what they want to offer and what they would like to get out of it kind of thing. Exactly.
1: And- All different backgrounds, backgrounds that we can tap into, a ho- whole load of experience. So... Exciting times ahead. We won't fling them in at the deep end. They will They will gradually be introduced. B- build, build up confidence with what we do. So yes, exciting times.
0: Yeah, some of them come are coming with horse experience from a couple of years ago. Some are coming with absolutely no horse experience. And that's the exciting bit that they're all going to kind of develop as a cohort together and develop at a pace... That suits them.
1: Well we did our the last day we did a volunteer recruitment back in uh, July 22 I think, Yeah, about 18 months ago and we have got pretty much everyone that came to that day still here or they have been and they have now moved on to college course so yes, absolutely delighted. We are strengthening our team all the time.
0: Yeah and I do see the, these new people as a strength and it's always good to have new people in the team that are gonna bring that bit of life to it and new ideas or just new newness and fresh to to the charity, asking questions and it'll be really good to see them develop.
1: So I think um that's a, a good sort of beginning to twenty twenty four. We currently have fifteen horses. Obviously Blue's not ready for sessions yet, but we were excited about the future of the horses with the charity and the, the, the mix of horses that we've got really does help us be able to match the clients to the right pony. And I do look forward to our future blocks within 2024 and working together with our volunteers. I think I think 2024 is going to be good.
0: Yeah, so thank you everyone for your support in the last few years and you're hoping 2024 continues to grow as fast as 2023 did. Excellent, thanks for listening guys and we'll be back in two weeks' time. So thank you. Thank you, speak to you soon. Bye.